0: Good morning. Welcome to Chapel. Um, As you see, Humans versus Zombies is next week, so if you'd like to join, there's a few different uh, times this week that you can learn more about the game. Hey, um, welcome. We've got – today is – I look at campus today, and I'm like, man, it's beautiful. And we've got some great things going on today. If you don't know about them, we're going to have horses and ponies back on campus at 4 o'clock today. So if you want to ride a horse or a pony or just pet one or just hang out, no, uh, check check out by Old Main today, 4 o'clock. Um, and then tonight – a bunch of the campus ministry groups are hosting an all-campus worship night at Reeves Field. So if you'd like to have a night, we're going to actually hear from, if you remember, Caleb Musselman, uh, our old uh, campus minister on campus, will be sharing a message with us tonight, 7.30 at the field. Uh, bring a blanket, bring some friends, come down, and just uh, just enjoy a night together. So a great, great night on campus. A few things to know about this weekend. Uh, Saturday, uh, there's a group going hiking to McConnell. McConnell's Mill. If you've never been to McConnell's Mill, it's a beautiful place, about 45 minutes from here. Uh, covered bridge, river. You're gonna see some some people whitewater rafting down the stream. It's pretty fun. It's a it's a nice little hike. So, so sign up for that. And then Friday night, we're doing a movie night here uh, after the soccer game. Soccer games at 7, 9 o'clock on Memorial Lawn. We're gonna show the the, 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 the film Knives Out, and it has a weird name. But, you know, it is like one of those, those uh, I don't know, it's the whodunit kind of movies. And, and it's a good one if you haven't seen it. So check that out this weekend. Um, hey, we've got a month left together. A month. Can you guys, that's kind of crazy to think we've got a month left. Uh, and I just want you to be thinking about what, what does it look like for me to really um, use this month well? What does it look for me, relationally, spiritually, uh, to dive in well and not just try to coast till the end? Uh, Sometimes it's easy for us to get in this mode of just trying to finish, Um, but what does thriving look like in this last month? So let's finish well, let's enjoy time together, and, and let's really experience our Savior and Lord together too. Let's begin chapel.
1: Good morning, friends. It really is good to be with you. I've been in quarantine so long that I feel like I'm now the pinch hitter, to use Dr. Traup's term. It really is good to, to be with you. See you in person. I, I once taught a Sunday school series called The Metaphors for God that we find in Scripture. It was, it was a great, I had a great time going through the entire Bible, looking at metaphors for God, the way he presents himself to us. And by far, the most prevalent, the most common one was God as our shepherd, All right? And that's the theme for today. Um, and yet, it, it, it loses its power sometimes, doesn't it, for us today, doesn't it? The Lord is our shepherd. Maybe because it's so familiar, we hear it so much. Maybe because we're not nearly the agrarian horticultural society that they that they were in biblical times. Um, One thing that's helpful for me is to switch the question a little bit. Switch the question, switch the focus. In what way am I like a sheep? (laughs) Maybe that's a better way to start thinking through it. Um, And a great place to start is that I know, well, I need to learn how 100% completely reliant I am on my shepherd's voice. Right? Um, And amongst the best shepherds, The shepherds that are really good at their job. It's not that the shepherds have to hear their shepherd's voice. They do. But they get to hear the shepherd's voice. They get to know the comfort of knowing that their shepherd is doing what he is supposed to do. Right. Um, And so I'm thrilled that our reading this morning is from the last portion of Psalm 119. If any of this is true, what should the posture of our heart be? Should be focused on the voice of our shepherd. And how does he speak? He speaks through his word. And the more we look at his word, the more we realize we are sheep in need of a good shepherd. And we have that good shepherd. So with all that in mind, let's if you're able, please stand and we'll read from Psalm 119 together. Let's read together. Let my cry come before you, O Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. Let my plea come before you. Deliver me according to your word. My lips will pour forth praise, for you teach me your statutes. My tongue will sing of your word, for all your commandments are right. Let your hand be ready to help me, for I have chosen your precepts. I long for your salvation, O Lord, and your law is my delight. Let my soul live and praise you. And let your rules help me. I have, I have gone, gone astray like, like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I do God not forget, forget your commandments. Amen, you may be seated. We're going to experience Psalm 23 as new songs in the singing in 23B. In God's Good Providence, I just finished reading a book, a devotional book working through Psalm 23, and it covers a lot of topics. Friends, think of yourself as a sheep. These are the topics covered in Psalm 23. If this is any of you, let's experience Psalm 23 in a new way. Do you, are you worn out from struggling with self-reliance? Are you discontent? Are you weary? Does your soul know hopelessness, guilt, arrogance, fear, grief, loneliness, shame, disappointment, envy, doubt? Are you homesick? Psalm 23 is for you. Your good shepherd knows this about you and is seeking after you. Let's experience Psalm 23 b together. Uh-oh.
2: Let us say the Apostles' Creed together. Christians, what do you believe? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried, and the life everlasting. Amen. Will you please bow bow your head and pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, it's a privilege to come together to your throne this morning. We do so with adoration, praising you as our creator, who made the mountains and the seas, the sun and the stars, and us. You did it all with a plan because, like engineers and doctors, you are a master of detail. You created with beauty because, like poets and painters, you are a master of art. And you create with love because that's who you are. We continually find out more about you through this chapel, our classes, our churches, and your word, help us to grow ever deeper in our understanding of you and our love for you. We know that we fall short of your standards by what we do and by what we don't do, and we ask for your forgiveness. And we're thankful for the salvation that you have provided through the work of your son, Jesus, on the cross. We celebrated Easter Sunday and his resurrection just a few days ago, but it's a reality for us to live every day. Thank you for your grace, Father. We thank you for providing a place where we can work, study, live, and worship you openly. We thank you for bringing students from near and far to campus to discover and follow their calling and leave prepared to serve you and your kingdom. And we ask that you give them your strength to finish the semester well, provide an extra measure of endurance to those who are graduating seniors who look forward to commencement, Keep them all safe and healthy, physically, mentally, and in your care and your love. We thank you for the dedication of faculty and staff. Please renew their strength, too. Comfort those who have experienced loss this semester. Provide peace that only you can give. Thank you for our leaders and give them wisdom this day and in the coming weeks as they meet with the Board of Trustees to do your work. We ask for guidance for our local, state, and national officials. Raise up believers in government and in all areas of nation to make an impact. Please use Geneva students who are part of this body today to do your work in amazing ways. It's in the name of Jesus, your Son, and our Savior, that we come to you. And we pray to you as he taught us to pray. And please join me, Geneva. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth
3: Ezekiel 34, 11-16 For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I, I myself, will seek, search for my sheep, and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep, and I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered, on a day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring them out from the peoples, and gather them from the countries, and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the ravines, and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture, and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and on rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will make, my, I will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak, and the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. This is the word of the Lord.
4: Well, good morning to you. I want to thank Dr. Trout for this invitation. It's a joy to be here with you this morning. And I am so grateful for Geneva College, not only as a pastor, but uh, because of the way the college blesses the church, or as a president of a sister institution, and we foster good relationships with one another. But really the reason I'm most grateful is because I'm a dad. And I've had uh, three children graduate from here, I have a daughter who is a freshman, and I have a soon-to-be daughter-in-law who will graduate next month and get married to my son the following month, so very thankful. And today I want to come and just, uh, as Mike alluded to, uh, talk to you about uh, our Lord's seeking heart, our shepherd's seeking heart. And to do that, I want us to look at this parable that's found in your program uh, that goes like this. It's a parable, that, a story that Jesus told in Luke 15, verses three, 3 through 7. So he told them a parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open field and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, He lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you that there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine persons. Who need no repentance. May God bless His Word to us this morning. Amen. You know one way to think about Geneva College is that it is a sheepfold. Here it is, nestled on a hilltop, overlooking the Beaver River on this beautiful fifty-five acres. And it's just a very picturesque setting. And the idea is that students should come here in order to be taken care of. By design, its mission is that Geneva is a Christ-centered academic community that provides a comprehensive education to equip its students to be faithful and fruitful servants to God and to your neighbor. And I know that from the administration, to the faculty, to the staff, you are surrounded by those who desire to teach you God's truth, to show to you uh, the love of Christ, and who have an eager desire that you would know God the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. This is a community dedicated to that. And on top of that, surrounding Geneva College are dozens of churches that are faithful, that have eager pastors in them. And remember the word for pastor is shepherd that have eager shepherds just desiring along with their congregations to help you to grow and develop in your spiritual maturity. This is a very blessed place. But there's a problem. We like to wander. We like to stray. We are like the singular sheep of the story and statistics show that particularly among college students this can be the case some say that up to two-thirds of those youth who grew up in the church who knew the things of God they get into college and they wander away from the faith but here at Geneva College we say no that's not gonna happen By God's grace, it's not going to happen. And we pray, oh, Lord, do not allow us to lose a single one of them. We want all of them to know you. And so I come to you this morning just wanting to stress to you, hopefully impress upon you just two simple truths taken from the story. What straying sheep we truly are. But what a seeking Savior we really have. And so let's think of it that way. What a straying sheep we are, we can be. The story that Jesus tells here fits the theme of the whole chapter, really a theme in the book of Luke. And it is that about losing things. In this particular chapter, Luke 15, you have the story first here of the lost sheep, followed by the story of the lost coin, and then ending with the story of the lost son, the prodigal son as we often call him, It's about losing things. And we readily identify with losing things. I just got a call from my wife this week. She lost our credit card. Haven't found it. Account is frozen. We have a key in our house that we use every day to open up a certain part of our home. And it's always getting misplaced. And we usually find it in someone's pocket. I think one time when I was here before, I told you the story on my first wedding anniversary. I lost my wedding ring, but I found it at the bottom of a lake. That's a whole nother story. Because what we're talking about today isn't about losing items or things. It's about losing people, lost people. This lost sheep represents a center away from God away from God, away from the place that He was created to be. We're born this way, are we not? We are born straying sheep. Ever since Adam decided to stray away from that green pasture land of paradise, we, as His descendants, have been born with a wanderer of lust in our heart. It's like the prophet Isaiah said, we all are like strange sheep. Each of us goes our own way. It's the natural condition that we come into this world with. A desire to wander. A desire to not long and seek after the things of God. And some of you here in the sanctuary or listening online, you may be in that condition still, the condition in which you were born. You may be here at Geneva College, this spiritual pasture land, but in reality your heart is a thousand miles away, and you know it. The things of God, even God Himself, Is just not that desirous to you. For others of you, it could be that you're listening right now at a time where you recognize that you are straying. You've known of Christ, you had professed to know Christ, but you're straying, and we can stray for so, so many reasons. We can stray in our affections. We begin to long for the things of this world too greatly and and push away the love of the Father. We want significance. We want to be the best on a sporting field or in a job. And and those things just begin to take our heart away. The Lord said they would. And we had to guard against it the matters of this world. We can stray by growing proud of the heart. We start getting an education. And we begin to think that these simple truths of the Bible, that we somehow outgrown, have outgrown them. and We don't need them any longer. We can stray in our morality. We don't like the confines of Christian morality that just seems all too restrictive. And so we want to go and experience and, and have an adventure. And we begin to stray Away in the area of our ethical behavior. We can stray with respect to our own identity. We can listen to the gospel of this age that's telling us not to be satisfied with the way that God has made us. That our, our own bodies are too confining. And we want to stray and find a new identity rather than the one that is God-given by our Creator. We can stray just over disgust of things going on in the church. We see a lot of self-righteousness and hypocrisy around us. We just say, I'm done with that. That's not for me any longer. Students that particularly can stray during the summer months. They get away from here. And they get back into an old world or an old setting and they go back into their old way, something to think about as the semester comes to an end. Some of you fall into these categories. Some of you know that I've just described a friend of yours. And we can be like Israel in the wilderness, of whom God said in Psalm 95, they are a people who go astray in their heart and they have not known my ways. We can go astray in our hearts and it takes our feet right out of God's pasture lands. And if we're not careful, what he went on to say in that song can happen. If we keep hardening our hearts and keep straying and keep going, as he said in his wrath, they will not enter my rest. It's a dangerous thing, to stray. But to be honest, I didn't come here today so much to talk to you about straying, although what Mike said is very important. (laughs) We do have to think about ourselves as sheep before this next truth really finds its place in our hearts. Because what a seeking shepherd the Lord is. What a seeking shepherd the Lord is. In this story, it's clear that this shepherd has made quite an effort to reclaim the sheep. It says that he left the other 99 in the open field in the pasture and he went looking for the lost sheep until he found it. So there's an indication of quite a search. And if you know the terrain of Palestine, And if you don't know the terrain of Palestine, just talk to Dr. Watt. He'll be glad to explain it to you. But if you know the terrain of Palestine, it's a rugged place. A shepherd would have had to scramble up boulders and rocks and hilltops. He would have had to crawl down into ravines. He would have had to wade across streams and fight through bramble and brush until he came and he found this lost sheep of his. And He did not stop until he found it. It's quite an effort that he undertook. And we know this parable is describing our Lord. And just in case we didn't make that connection, he makes it for us later on in this Gospel. In Luke chapter 19, verse 10, you know that verse, I'm sure. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. How he came as a seeking shepherd. and What an effort he has made on our behalf to seek us out. He left the serenity, the joy of heaven in order to come into this dark, sinful world to save straying sheep. That's why He left heaven, was to come here to save and redeem straying sheep. He took on the form of man. He became like us. He identified with us so that He could go where we go and come to where we are in order to redeem us. And He went right to the cross for those sheep who have gone astray, for those that have followed their own way in order to die for the iniquity, for the transgression against God, for leaving our heavenly home. He came to die for that offense in order to bring us back, to win us back with the great sacrifice He was willing to make on our behalf. And then to confirm all of this, God raised Him from the dead that great shepherd of the sheep, the Scriptures say, was raised from the dead, even Jesus our Lord, in order to show that He has the power to save the lost. And yes, He's in heaven now. But He's still seeking because He has sent His Spirit into this world. And from generation to generation, the Spirit of God is seeking out, reclaiming those that have been lost with the gospel of Christ's salvation. He is a seeking Savior, and He will make every effort to redeem those who stray. And we should know this about Him. I think sometimes we don't believe it, so let me illustrate. In our home, we have a little pet dog. His name is Oscar. And he's a toy spaniel. And to be honest, he's not much to look at. He's got kyphosis, which means his back is kind of curved. He has an eye condition, so he's mostly blind, and probably all the way blind by now, so he bumps into the furniture and has to sniff you to see who you are. But back last fall, One night, Oscar ran away, and we couldn't find him. And for several days, we made all kinds of efforts to go try to find Oscar. It was actually amazing the efforts people went to. Friends came and went tromping through woods to look for Oscar. I spent a couple of hours doing that. It's not so much my love for Oscar, but for my wife that really got me to do that, because Oscar was kind of like a little sheep. He just followed her wherever she went, like Mary had a little lamb. I didn't even know that in Beaver County there is a search and rescue team for pets, but they showed up at our door, got us to make hundreds of posters, flyers of Oscar, which was kind of weird driving down the road seeing his face every telephone pole. And they went looking for him. And for three days he was gone and we thought he was lost. And then one day, my son, who really doesn't love Oscar that much either, but he loves his mom, and our grandson came over, and they went down in the woods behind our house, and in five minutes, they see Oscar coming through a fern patch toward him. And what a happy reunion. As he was placed into my wife's arms, his little tail, a wagon, and her not believing, her little dog. Return. We thought the coyotes had gotten them. What an effort was made for a dog. Do you not think that our Savior, seeing people made in his image, will not go to any length? Save, to search for them, to work diligently until he brings them back home. Because the emphasis in this parable is on the joy of finding something that was lost. When the shepherd finds the sheep even before anyone else. Realizes what's happened. He it says he he was rejoiced when he comes home. He has to call everyone around and tell them the story, just like I had to tell you the story about Oscar. And Jesus ends it by reminding us that when just one straying soul comes back home to God, there is such joy that resounds. In the heavens, as angels and departed saints rejoice over the power of the Lord being seen over one poor, desperate sinner. He's determined, friends, he's determined to bring you home. And why does he go to such lengths? I think the answer is found in this parable. Notice how the shepherd describes the sheep to his friends and to his neighbors. He says, I have found my sheep. My sheep that was lost. You may think that the God of heaven doesn't really care all that much about you. But my friend, oh, yes, he does. Oh, yes, he does. And then every day, especially here at Geneva, and every day and in every way, he is showing you that. Every time a professor is teaching you truth, is showing kindness to you. And I know lots of the professors, I know they show kindness to you. He's calling you. Every time that parent back home expresses concern over what they hear about you or are seeing in you, that's the Lord using your parents to seek you. For me, in my college years, I was truly lost. And it was my little grandmother, nanny, who could walk under my arm when I was in high school, four foot ten of her, praying for her son from North Carolina, praying for him up in Michigan. It brought me home. And every time you hear a preacher calling out to You with the Gospel like this lowly under-shepherd is doing this morning. That's Your Lord calling to You. Don't stray. Don't wander from Me. Stay safe in My arms. Stay safe in My truth. Remain in these green pastures that I have for You. And if you're wandering... If you're wandering, and if you're wondering, and if you're wanderings, if I'll receive you, hear me. Come home. Come home. As he said in Ezekiel, I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep. I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost. I will bring back the strayed. I'll bind up the injured. And I will strengthen the weak. He will do that much, much more for you, my friend. So come home. You're Jesus. Come home. Let's pray. Father in heaven, what love you have for your people and how you demonstrated that great love in sending this wondrous Savior, this loving shepherd to this world. How we thank you for our Lord Jesus Christ this morning. And if there are those that are listening, participating today or even later, who recognize their straying ways, God, grant them repentance. Help them to return to You. And Father, if we have a friend, a child, a student that we see wandering, God, put Your love in our hearts and help us to go after them. Call them back to love them. To go where they are and find them. Lord, bring them back, pray. And, Father, continue to make Geneva a blessed place, a blessed place where your presence is every day, where these students and faculty, administrators all live, staff all live, to your honor, to your glory. Father, do this work, we pray. Glorify your Son as a shepherd so that you in turn and be glorified, I pray, in Christ Jesus. Amen.
1: Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, all you
4: nations, extol him, extol him, all you peoples, for
1: great is his love toward.